0: We're going to hear a jazz quintet, but you will soon understand why we're asking you to listen especially to the bass line and the baritone sax. We want to experience the low bass frequencies of the string bass against those of the baritone saxophone, and delight in what Robert Fink calls the jouissance of sonic physicality. How about that for a descriptor? What about another phrase? We're hoping to delight in the tonal texture developed by these players, and what if... What if the drummer feels the moment is right to tap the cymbal? And right then we're soaring above the earthy sounds. This is baritone saxophonist Tony Lustig and his quintet from an album titled Taking Flight with bassist Ben Williams and drummer Ulysses Owen Jr. Tony Lustig will be in town to explore the sonorities, the sonic possibilities of the jazz trio tomorrow evening at the University of Scranton Lustig on baritone saxophone, Phil Kuhn bass with drummer Tyler Dempsey, to open the season of performance music at the Houlihan McLean Center on campus. And that's just the start. We had a visit from Cheryl Boga, director of performance music at the University of Scranton, and Phil Kuhn, who is co-director and masterful bassist on the national scene, who will perform with Tony Lustig tomorrow evening.
1: Tony Lustig is an incredible saxophonist. He's from Fraser, Michigan, and he's a graduate of both the Juilliard School and Michigan State University, and he studied with Rodney Whitaker, Diego Rivera, Wes Anderson, um, and when he was at Juilliard, he studied with Joe Temperley.
2: The king. Yes. Just the king. One of the greatest men to ever put a single reed in his face, really. Yes. What a guy.
1: I, I remember the first time I heard Tony, it was just this this powerful force on the baritone saxophone and you know you have to you have to put a lot of power through that instrument because it's a big instrument but I just remember like wow that's that's definitely a sound that I'm going to remember. I think he started out on another instrument maybe violin or something and and I guess the school he was at in grade school didn't have a string program, and so he had to play the saxophone. His his older sister wasn't playing a saxophone, and so his parents gave him a saxophone, and so that became his his thing. And then the baritone—it's just I can't imagine him. I mean, he plays all the other saxophones, and he doubles on the other woodwinds, but Barry is his his sound.
0: Yeah. And you're sympathetic to those low oh, yeah. and and rich tones, aren't yeah. you, Phil? Mm-hmm.
1: Absolutely. Yeah, as a bass player, I can definitely resonate with those with the the lower voices because we we play a lot of a lot of the same lines and especially in big band writing there's a lot of barry and bass lines that are uh i remember i remember we would be playing in the big band whether it was in school or other otherwise and he and i would have maybe the same line and we'd kind of look over at each other and kind of acknowledge that oh yeah we're we're together on that so it's it's a cool connection to you know barry and bass it's a good good combination
2: I find that any artist that comes that ever studied with Joe Temperley mm. has an approach to education that is remarkable. And Tony's going to do a single reed masterclass on uh, the day of the concert at 4.30pm. And that's open to you know any local saxophone player, student, or teacher of the saxophone. They just come to the Houlihan McLean Center. The concert is at 7.30 p.m. in the Houlihan-McLean Center at the University of Scranton, which is at the corner of Jefferson Avenue and Mulberry Street, audience centers via the Mulberry Street door, and it's free. The master class is also free, same day, 4.30, and that's Saturday, February 4th. 4.30, and for the master class, they enter by the Jefferson Avenue door. And there's no need to register or anything like that. Master just doors will open about 4.15, 4.20. I always feel like, what's that thing, the seven degrees of Kevin Bacon that the kids talk about? (laughs) I always feel like there's degrees. It's the way that young people now can kind of feel the legacy of Joe Temperley when it's one of his students doing a master class because he he was just Mm -hmm. amazing. I, I'm really fascinated because Tony has done such a wide variety of stuff across genres. Mm-hmm. You know, the, some of your listeners will know him from America's Got Talent. And, you know, he's played, of course, with Birdland, Big Band, Lincoln Center, Jazz Orchestra, Jonathan Batiste. And at the same time, he's been on the stage at the Kennedy Center, and he is now for five years been the house composer for Providence Ballet Theater. I mean that really covers yeah. a wide wide amount of territory so it's always cool because what they bring to it is just informed by mm-hmm. by all of that versatility
1: yeah i mean going going off with what cheryl was saying about how he's so diverse i feel like he's you know, some sometimes people who do a lot of different things are you know maybe not not masters at every aspect of that but i feel like every time i've heard tony play in different aspects he if he plays in a more historical style it sounds very authentic but then he can jump into like a pop setting and just be completely at home as well or a modern jazz style so yeah i think that's a really cool aspect of who he is that he's he's very he's very widespread in terms of his talent but he's he does it all well do yeah. you
0: know who's going to be with him
1: i do i'll be playing bass with him and tyler dempsey will be playing drums it'll be it'll be fun it'll be interesting there's always something interesting about doing a pianoless trio or group any any group without piano because everyone is so used to hearing the harmony and when you really pare it down and you take out the chords and you just have the the counterpoint and the you know just the melody and the bass line there's a lot of a lot of freedom but it also sometimes feels a little bit like oh this is a little scary because we don't have the chords and the audience may not be used to hearing that, so it should be a very interesting experience for everybody, especially two low voices, the the Barry and the bass.
0: Have you been back and forth yet about some of the things you want to do? Are you leaving it to him? or?
1: Yeah, we're going to probably do a lot
2: of his original music, stuff that people haven't heard. What's next, Cheryl? The next performance is Sunday, February 19th, Concerts at 7.30 p.m., it's free, and in a nod to the date's proximity to Valentine's Day, we're doing a concert of love songs with guest artist Matt Munisteri on guitar, which we're really excited about. He's got that old-timey voice he's going to sing and solo. I met Matt through John Eric Kelso, trumpeter John Eric Kelso, who, you know, is in the Nighthawks, but who we knew for many, many years through Wycliffe. And uh, the first time he brought Munisterium, without going into what our political and governmental beliefs may be, we found that we were so on the same page that we were, like, shouting simultaneously. So it's been a, a friendship since. And I've, I've gotten to know so much, his mom's story is a fascinating one. Do you remember that old soap opera, Ryan's Hope? His mom was the primary writer. And, you know, books, television, films. She just passed last year or the year before, I think. So he comes from a, a showbiz, if you will, family. Um, great guitarist. Just a great guitarist. And his, he's got that kind of old-time vibe to his voice. So this concert of Love Songs is going to feature him both singing and playing with our student jazz band. So he's going to do a number of pieces with our student jazz Band as a soloist, either on guitar or singing or both. He's going to do a little section in the middle that's just him, his voice, and his guitar. And I'm, I'm hoping he'll entertain my <laughs> requests for that because I have some. <laughs> and he's also going to do a guitar master class same day at 4.30 for open to any guitarist, any level of ability, he and Frank Vignola are the two guys that can get people from advanced professionals to like me and my three chords in three different keys and do something in a master class that does something for everybody. It's a it's a special magic. So we're excited about that. The master classes at 4.30, enter Houlihan McLean by the Jefferson Avenue door. Concerts at 7.30, enter Houlihan McLean by the Mulberry Street door. Both are free. Phil, you want to talk a little bit about some of the pieces on that program?
1: Yeah, so we're going to be performing
2: Margie. We're going to also be performing On the Sunny Side of the Street. I have to tell your listeners that when he said Margie, you perked up. And for uh-huh. me to find anybody who knows Margie other than me is a delight. <laughs> and Sunny Side of the Street. on. That just, that clicks. That so clicks with his voice. I'm excited about that one. And then I have this gorgeous arrangement of red roses for a blue lady, which, I mean, my dad used to sing that. It was my Aunt Helen. Helen Martirano's favorite, God rest her soul. And anytime my father got out the accordion, Gene, Gene, and he play "Red Roses for a Blue Lady" for her. And well, so that always. Anytime I hear it, the other day Phil was rehearsing the on it and I immediately, I, I just think of my father and I smell cigars. <laughs>
0: mm. Your father was Gene Yevich, and he was a well-known and much-loved musician in our region.
1: I wanted to just mention another song that we're that we're doing uh, is one of my very favorites: is "Stardust," and that's a song that. I just remember hearing and playing when I first started playing music. And uh, so it brings back a lot of memories. And it's a classic, such a classic song. It'll be great to hear with, with Matt's voice.
2: And it's so good for the kids to do something that's long, slow phrases. That's hard for kids to play slow. That, Little Darling, stuff like that really is... In, in some ways, much more challenging than stuff that gets them moving because they have to think about the bigger picture. Mm-hmm. I think. Yeah. Phil did a great job. I, I was listening to the rehearse Stardust. He did a great job holding them back. You know, he had the <laughs> the bass player pinned to the wall with his eyes. <laughs> <laughs> well, certain
1: things jump out to me, and I guess I can pay a little more attention to the bass sometimes, just because it's it's something that I've just had ingrained in me. Yeah, they're they're doing they're doing great. It's fun to work with them.
2: And. I'm finding that it's really fun for us to work together because I, I tend to, I'll be honest, I tend to kind of ignore the rhythm section mm-hmm. other than, the, you know, bark at a drummer. No, no, there, hi-hat there, you know, yeah. when hit that cymbal. Yeah. I pretty much ignore them because it isn't what I do. Whereas with horns, I go in with a drill. And it's neat for me to listen to him working with the rhythm section because I'm learning stuff from that. You know, I could, I could drill horns to I blew it. Rhythm section is kind of like, hey, whatever mm-hmm. you need to make that happen.
1: Yeah.
2: Well, like how? I don't know, but here's how it has to sound. He's able yeah. to tell them how to make that sound that way. So we're, we're hitting them from two different angles. So it's kind of fun. But he's taking the lead with jazz band now.
1: And I, I really enjoy the, the contrast as well. I mean, I feel like with rhythm section, that's going to be the whole support for the whole group you know, and you got to have that be strong. But sometimes I'm thinking too much about the rhythm section and then Cheryl will come by and I'll be like maybe letting the horn slide with something and then she'll be like, oh no, I'm not going to let you get away with that. You can do better.
2: It's really, it's, it, it's a lot of fun. And I'm having a yeah. lot of fun working with you.
1: Me too, me too.
0: Cheryl Boga, Director of Performance Music at the University of Scranton, and Philip Kuhn, who is now the new co-director of the program, and he is a masterful bassist on the national scene. He performs often with Jonathan Batiste. He's recently performed at the White House with Jonathan Batiste. And he is here with us now, and he is co-director and conductor at the University of Scranton in the Performance Music program and we heard about the opening concerts of the performance music season tomorrow evening at 7 30 at the hoolahan mclean center mulberry street at jefferson the concert will feature tony lustig's trio now this is tony lustig's quintet and different personnel but tony lustig is one of the strong modern voices of the baritone saxophone and he's played with the greats and he is coming to town and will be joined by his old pal from school, Philip Kuhn, and he will be the bassist. And then Tyler Dempsey from this region will be the drummer, who again has played extensively. And they will be playing original tunes like this one by Tony Lustig. No piano tomorrow, though. As we heard, there will be a masterclass to be offered by saxophonist Tony Lustig at 4.30 tomorrow afternoon. Admission is free to that and to the concert. Just show up and you'll have a chance to work with, no matter what level of playing, they will welcome you and Tony will talk to you and there will be that experience and that exchange. And then, The next concert will be Sunday, February 19th at 7.30 at the Houlihan-McLean Center. Again, admission to all of these programs is free. And it's the University of Scranton Jazz Band with guest soloist Matt Munsteri, guitar and vocalist. And Matt Munsteri, as Cheryl told us, is celebrated as a songwriter and a nimble lyricist, and he has always a lot of fun in what he plays. So that's the concert on Sunday, February 19th at 7:30 p.m. at the University of Scranton in the Hooliahan McLean Center, Mulberry Street at Jefferson Avenue. and there will be another one of those master classes with guitarist Matt Ministeri. And again, any level of performing, just take your guitar and sit in and experience the Masterclass with guest soloist Matt Ministeri. It's a wonderful season, and those are just the opening concerts. We'll bring you some news about March as we get a little closer. But for more information on the web, scranton.edu music, scranton.edu music.